Dating is sometimes fun, sometimes tough, but often entertaining. And really, you just have to have a sense of humor about it. There are the nice dates, the disaster dates, the funny matches, the ones you might want to forget, or the one who tends to forget you. This is Thirsty the Podcast, Forgetful Fits. This is Heather. Today we're going to tell a story that, to be honest, I laugh about every time I think of it because it was just so confusing at the time. And Laura and I were texting each other and things would happen. I'd be like, is this really happening? What's what's going on here? It was so confusing. And Laura would break it down for me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it was so weird. I, I, I think to date, this is one of the weirdest yes. dating situations I've been in. But it led to actually some fun things. And I did actually learn some things about myself regardless. So I matched with Fitz while I was talking to Left Turn Larry who was in another episode. Um, This is when I was dating like 800,000 people. Not really, more like two or three. But (laughs) so this is last summer, summer in Chicago. Um, I was talking to Left Turn Larry, but and we all knew he was the one that told me he didn't have time to date, but wanted to come to my house for adult activities. And I said, no. Um, But meanwhile, I was getting to know Fitz. Um, He was attractive. He ran his family business. He was second generation of his business that his parents had started. He had a really cute dog. He was just a little bit older, which I'm open to. Um, you know, I kind of thought, well, that'd be interesting. He's a little bit older than me. Usually I only go, my rule is three up, three down. They can be three years older than me or three years younger than me. Anything definitely younger than that is like, doesn't really work. Um, but I was like, well, why don't we try? He was, I think, six over six years over me. So I was like, it's not too bad. It's not too much older. No, no, it was not inappropriate. I do remember I sent you his profile though, Lauren, you're like, Hmm, you're like, how old are you, Heather? (laughs) (laughs) I think you thought I was getting into like a sugar daddy situation. However, I need everyone. He was very attractive. This was not like Oh God, it's grandpa at all. He was very, yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't look old. No, no. he definitely looked older than the guys you would normally date. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't like fits from the beginning. I'm just putting that oh, out there. Okay. Wasn't a fan. Apparently I don't have a license to date because so many times I'll date. <laughs> some of my friends are like, Oh, I didn't like him. I was like, really? <laughs> shoot. Okay. So we're going to talk about that later offline. I think, <laughs> um, but anyway, he was really attractive. He did have kids, but they were older. Uh, He worked in the city, lived in the suburbs, plenty of hobbies. He had all kinds of things he liked to do. He was all in all a really interesting person. And we talked a lot for about a month. There was no banter. He was really trying to get to know me, which as we've said before, I like, I would need there to be chemistry and it needs to be fun, but I I don't want to just be putting on a stand-up show all the time. Lots of texting, actual phone calls, which I love. Anytime someone like puts it out there to call me on the phone, I'm like, wow, that, our standards are so low. Um, like, wow, okay. Um, he was so sweet to me. He said all the right things. He asked me tons of questions about myself. He was funny. Um, but then a few weeks in, I started to see indications of things just not adding up. I want to pause you there, though. Okay. Why were we talking to him and texting with him for a month? Like, what was the gap or the, the situation of why you weren't? able to meet up, especially because he didn't have young kids who theoretically had more flexibility. Like why wasn't it happening? Well, 
that is what we are getting to right now with, I started to see things were a little weird because we've been talking so much. And usually when that happens, usually both people are like, oh, I want to meet you. And that wasn't happening. So I was like, okay. Um, so finally I just said it. I'm very direct. If I have something I'm thinking, I just say it. I don't, this is not a big deal to talk about things. Um, and I just, you know, I don't like to let things go on too long over just text because it is important to find out if you have in-person chemistry. I'm not here for a pen pal, which is what you see a lot of people say on apps. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I said that I brought up that we should meet in person soon. And then he had this really weird response and he said something like, well, this is how I imagine his voice sound. Well, I respect how you feel, but I think with schedules and such, either we need to be patient or acknowledge we want different things. I was Ugh. like, what? No. What? I thought I reread what I wrote and I was like, I feel like I'm being very clear. I would like to meet you. Like, I, I don't think I said it in a weird way. It should have been easy to understand. But whatever, I explained things further and then things seemed fine. Like he almost seemed like I was saying something that kind of like I was being impatient or something. I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I just think we should meet. And so, okay. So then the next day, and this was hilarious to me in a bad way. The next day he says, you know, we've been talking for a long time and I feel like we need to figure out a time to see each other because we shouldn't go too long without meeting. I was like, what? Weird. He was so confident in saying that. And I was like, that's on the inside. I was like, that's what I said last night. And you were weird about it. And then you're, I, I, I was just very confused. I was like, is, am I in the twilight zone? I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> that's when you should have just unmatched and said goodbye. <laughs> At that point, it's well, like, I'm done here. Well, one thing I will say that I like about, I'm not really reactive. Like I will think about things, make a decision and then do it. But in the moment I, I was just like, what? Like whenever stuff like that happens and I've dealt with it before and I already know how I feel, I am quick to like handle things, but this had never happened before. I'd never had someone like literally seem like they were kind of on another planet. And it was just this one conversation. I was just like, what? Um, so he said that we need to meet. And, and I was like, yeah, that's what I said yesterday in a nicer way, <laughs> in a nicer way. Um, I did think it was weird though. Um, but then we aligned, we're like, well, let's, let's figure it out to get coffee this week. And there was another thing that came up that was like, "Mm, I don't think I like this. And Laura, I think I told you about this. So as I I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast, but I grew up in a weird family. I have a million trillion siblings, more than the Duggars (laughs) number of siblings. Um, I grew up in an evangelical family. I was homeschooled for a large portion of my education. I grew up out in the country of Texas around literal cows and horses. Um, And so that's odd. And I don't usually bring it up totally, but when someone's trying to get to know me, of course I will mention it, but then I follow it up immediately with, by the way, I only have two children. Uh, I'm an atheist. I am not evangelical. I believe in human rights and all those things. And you know, I have to say it. And his response was really weird. Usually when I get to that point with someone, they will listen to me and they'll be like, oh, and then we'll have some questions to ask about it. Usually, I mean, it's kind of a conversation because it is weird. I don't know that people meet Duggar like families mm-hmm. on the reg, you know, but he had a weird response that I didn't like. Um, after I explained all that to him, he said, well, it doesn't matter who we were back then, but how we change and evolve into better people. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was actually a little offended because hello, I was a kid. I didn't have a choice in the matter. 
I had no choice. I, I was a kid. I was just there and it was happening around me. It's, I didn't choose all that. I choose my life now, but it's not, I was like, what? But I didn't want to get into it because I was like, uh, but I probably should have let it go then. Cause you know, even though he wasn't outright rude, I, you know, and it's like when I, um, my family's weird, you know, and like, there have been times I've been out to dinner with dates and once, or usually people are very nice. I'm good at screening for it. Once in a while, I will make a mistake. Someone will fall through the cracks. They'll find out about my family. And many of my siblings also have disabilities. And they'll say something like, I remember one date, like six months ago, I was at dinner with him and he said, oh, well, I'd be uncomfortable around your family. So many people with disabilities. And I was like, what? And then right then I was like, well, this is, this is not going to (laughs) work, you know? So like once in a while people come out with that, but I just get out of there because that's that's not going to work. So as soon as he said that about me, I was like, I don't know about this, but for some reason I didn't call it off. Why? I cannot say. I do not. I wonder what his backstory is. Who was he back then? And what has changed? Like, I wonder. I know. I I know. Well, finally he was a twin and I should have said something like, well, you know, it it matters how we grow and evolve. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like it was his, I was like, what? Um, whatever. Um, I probably let things go a little too much. I should probably be meaner, I guess. I needed to get reined in sooner. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't, like I've said, y'all, the whole reason we have this podcast is my license to date is not, uh, well earned. <laughs> I need to take some remedial classes. Um, all right. So then the final thing. So we finally had set a day that we were going to go get coffee. Cause while he lived in the suburbs, he worked two miles away from my neighborhood. So close. He was there every day. So it's like, oh, well, this is easy. Let's go get coffee. We can just go for a walk. I love to do that for a first date. Coffee, walk, low stakes. You're not trapped. Easy to get out of it. No problem. So that morning he said, Hey, I'm driving into the office. You want to talk to me while I drive? I was like, okay, sure. And so it's very old fashioned to fits like these phone calls. Like you don't, you don't get that a lot. Like someone who just randomly calls you. It's very interesting. I liked it. I I really did. Um, of course the other guy that called me a lot was also a weirdo. We don't have an episode about him. The one that like disappeared and ghosted at the last minute. We had one of those anyway. So Fitz calls me, we have a great conversation for, I would say about an hour and a half. It was a really great convo. We actually had some deep conversations about divorce and what we're looking for. We talked about our approach to relationships was, which was exactly on the same page in terms of what we were looking for. He said all these wonderful things about me. Um, it was a really good conversation. And at this point, you know, while this is the danger of texting for a long time before you meet each other, I was really interested in him because we were talking all day, every day, phone calls, all that. So I was excited. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we had this convo at the end of that conversation. I mentioned something about having a podcast, which I usually don't tell people because sometimes they get weird about it. Um, he was like, Oh, I love podcasts. And I was like, well, it's about dating. I don't know if you (laughs) might not love this one. (laughs) I don't know if you want to listen to it. Oh yeah. Please listen to this episode fits. Um, and he, and he was like, Oh no, I'd love to listen to it. I was like, okay. I was like, but I need to tell you, please don't judge me that I've been on a journey. And he was like, okay. So we hang up because I had a meeting and which actually he was also a little weird, but I was like, okay, we'd be on the phone an hour and a half and I still hadn't put clothes on. And these are zoom meetings, zoom meetings, work, like going to work. I actually do need to put clothes on and stuff. (laughs) I mean, he was a little weird about it. He was like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, "Mm." 
Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I know. More and more as I'm talking through this, I'm like, how did I get wrapped up in this? <laughs> this was just. I know. I know. I will also, say I'm learning the filter on who, when you're dating someone or just starting to talk with them, if they want to listen to the podcast or not, because I have noticed the good ones hold back because they want to get to know you and really like know you from you and not listening to these stories. Um, and I feel like now that's like a good litmus test of, do you want to get to know me or is it more like a voyeur and you want to hear these like weird things about me before you really, cause he hadn't even again, met you in person. So no, no. so <laughs> he said he would. So hours later I had gotten ready for our coffee date already. I'd done my hair done my makeup, put on some cute clothes. I get a text from Fitz. Um, so I get a, I get a text from him and he said that he feels a few things. He feels that the combination of our conversation that morning, it sounds like we're on different pages when it comes to dating and we want different things. So, and he has learned, he needs to listen to his gut and he called it off. He said, I'm going, this is how I put it. I'm going to opt out of this opportunity. I was like, what? I was confused in many ways. I was confused because when we talked that morning, we were saying all the same things. Like we were, we were going back and forth like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Couldn't agree more. So he said, we're on different pages when it comes to dating. I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like it literally did not make any sense. I sent screenshots to Laura. Laura can verify what I'm saying here. No, none of it was okay. It was so weird. I didn't like him the entire time. I'm so happy you did not like meet him in person. No, because no. it was weird. It was weird. I know. Like, I know. No, not good. And, I, and so I just feel like, again, it's always so good when you realize that like, it's somebody's not a fit for you or whatever it is. Like, don't go on the dates that you don't want to go on. So fine. I support Fitz's choice there. However none of it added up. It was, none no. of it made sense, especially to talk to you on the phone. Like, I don't talk to anyone on the phone. And if I'm talking to someone on the phone for an hour and a half, then I probably like them. Like, and it's just, it's so strange. It's well, it was just weird. Cause he was saying things that were categorically not what happened. That that's the thing that like, I was like, excuse me. Like he was just saying things that that is absolutely not what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like 100,000%. Um, so I was like, wow. And also, I'm just going to say, if there are any men listening, you cannot have a date with someone who does things to their hair and makeup. (laughs) And let's say you're only two miles away from where they're at. Do not cancel an hour before the date because you know what? They already look cute and they were trying to look cute for you. And you call like, just go on the effing walk. Stakes situation too. So he could have done it and just made it a front walk. Yeah. Well, it's like after talking for a month, aren't you curious? It was weird. Like there's, there's something here. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I'm never going to know, but something was wrong here. Um, okay. So we're going to go into this more a little bit later. I was so mad. I was so mad when I got this text. I was like, is this a joke? I was so angry. Um, my response was probably not healthy, but I did, it did lead to something where I kind of learned something about myself. So the state got called off. I got my revenge because I called someone else I'd been talking to. <laughs> so I was talking to left turn Larry. I was talking to forgetful fits and then someone else who doesn't have an episode. I was also talking to him. Um, he was in the harem and I was finishing things out with invisible Ian. <laughs> 
God, what was wrong yeah, with me? Yeah, this summer. Yeah, this 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 is what this is all the hot girl summer fallout, you know, where I benched myself. So now you all see why. You see what was happening and why I made this very good decision to bench myself. Mm-hmm. And I have now only dated two people in six months, which is pretty good. Anyway, so I called this other person who I'd been talking to, I got my revenge on forgetful fits, you know, and of course he didn't care. So it's not really revenge just in my mind. It was a revenge called him, um, who I knew would be, I knew he'd be fun. We'd only been talking a couple of weeks. I knew he'd be fun. He was super hilarious. And we went out and we had a grand old time. We had a great time. We went on one date. I knew we were not going to date because he's kind of not the nice, the best person in general in terms of values, but he is super fun. He was nice to me. We had a great night. Um, so I did that because I was upset at Fitz and it was fine. And you were ready for a date. Yes, I was ready, ready for a date. Out. I looked cute. So I'm going to go out on a date. And I did. And it was fun. It was a lot so of fun. Back to our original thing. If you want to go out on a date, you can go out on a date. Like if you're on dating apps and you want to go out on a date today, you can do that. Well, he was so funny too. He was so funny when I, the second guy, when I texted him, I said, Hey, so my plan's canceled. Do you want to go meet me for a beer? I know this last minute. He was like, Oh, I see what's going on here. I was like, absolutely. Put on some t-shirts and jeans and meet me out. We're going to make out in an alley. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. He was like, that sounds perfect. I was like, okay, great. So we did. And it was very fun. Um, Now this is not over. This fit story is not over. And this is where I was like, Ugh. what in the actual, you know, what is going on here about a month later after this, I was swiping as you do. And I saw that fits. Cause I, I don't know why I paid for tender at that particular moment. So I, I don't know why I do that. It's not really useful, but I did. And so I could see my likes and I was scrolling through there and I saw that fits had swiped right on me. I was like, what are you doing in here? After what, like he knew I was mad at him. I was very like, what WTF is going on here? Just because I was still kind of mad. I was, I I decided to bite. I was like, I'm going to swipe right and deal with this situation. (laughs) I remember I told you and our other friend that's not allowed on the podcast. I told y'all what I was doing. Y'all were both like, move on. Don't say anything. Just let it go. And I was like, no, I don't think I can. I think I need to like, I don't know, yell at him or something. (laughs) That was a unique situation that I do support your actions. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm on supervised dating action with Laura as my supervisor. (laughs) Um, You know, and of course I pretended to be light and breezy. Hey, uh, surprised to hear from you. And then he wrote back. Yeah. Right. How are you? And it was a little weird. And I was like, "Mm." and then it dawned on me. He forgot who I was. He did not recognize me. So weird. So weird. Um, I asked him a few more questions and it became clear. He was just pretending to be tracking. It took me a couple messages to realize he did not remember who I was. And finally, I just came out with it. And I said, you do remember we talked for a straight month and then you canceled on me last minute, even though you were located a couple miles from my neighborhood and I was already ready for the date and you just called it off. <laughs> I'm bad. I, well, bad or good, depending on what kind of person you are in terms of my approach. Yeah. Well, he was quiet. I mean, I wasn't mean. I didn't call him names. Statement of fact. That's what happened. Um, He was quiet for a bit. And I was like, oh, God, he's going to unmatch me. You know, when you're direct that way, people just unmatch you. They run away like little babies. Um, So I was just waiting. Um, He said, oh, yeah, I remember that. And now I remember what the issue was. Uh, you live too far from me. I just have to trust my gut. I'm sorry if I wasted your time. And I wrote back, 
wasting my time is exactly what you did. Best of luck, (laughs) which is my northernized version of what you say in Texas, which is bless your heart. (laughs) So it was very like coming from me. That was a very ugly thing to say without being actually ugly. God, that's weird. What do you think was going on there? Like what, what is that? God only knows. Part of me wanted to like reach out to his doctor and be like, I think your patient has a memory disorder. Cause it was like, it was not that he was rude. It was like, he didn't, he literally didn't understand things. He literally didn't remember things that were very like black and white. Like they were not interpretive things, you know, like he just didn't get it. And I, I honestly, I don't, get the impression, at least from me, unless he was really good at hiding it. I don't think he was like dating a million people where he couldn't keep us straight either. Honestly, no, that's the only thing only. I can think is that was he getting people confused, but then it's like, I, so. I don't think he would have had time on that day to have like a super long phone call with somebody else and then get what they said confused with what you No, I I actually don't think he was dating a lot of people or talking to a lot of people. I think something else was going on there. I don't know what it was. And I think it was like, memory issue or, you know, I don't know. We've talked about it a little bit and like, I, I, I am curious because it went beyond, he wasn't, I mean, he did some things that like really hurt my feelings, but it, it was not like your normal, just a jerky guy kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. like, I think there's, he literally doesn't remember conversations. He doesn't remember me. It was really weird super weird and awkward and strange. And again, part of me now wishes that you had met him in person. So we would understand more, but then also I feel like you were saved from that date. So it was a good thing that it didn't happen in the long run, but then we don't have answers to anything here. So that's not helpful. It was so weird. I feel like you hit on this a lot, this kind of like boomerang of like people coming back in your queue that you've matched with before. I have not experienced this, but I feel like this is your territory. Oh, the boomerang, boomerang swiping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does it only happen to me? I don't know. What? I don't get that. What's going on? Okay. So I have this issue where I would say numerous men I, uh, they, we have connected or matched. We have done anything from talk, uh, go on a date, dated for a while, like anything within the range. And they come back later. Like it doesn't work out for one reason or another. And they come back, they boomerang swipe on me. They come back and it's really, I, I don't know why, but although I don't think it's just me. I know a lot of people this happens to Laura. Maybe you're just super lucky. I don't know. Or maybe you're good oh. at like sending the we're done here. Look which obviously we know I'm terrible at. So maybe that's the issue. I don't know. Blocked it all out. I don't know, but I don't have a lot of memories of this happening of like actually like re-talking to people or anything like that. Yeah. It happened like there and it's all, and it's a range. It's a range. Sometimes it's men who were mean to me and I told them I didn't appreciate it and I unmatched them and then they came back. And I was like, why are you back here? You were mean to me. Why would you think I want to talk? It's so confusing. I get really confused when that happens, when there is a man who is like super mean to me and I unmatch him and then he comes back and he's confused why I don't want to talk to him. I'm just like, are you, and it's like, it's very obvious. Like I'm not talking about like, was a little bit insulting, Mm -hmm. like straight up being mean to me. And I'm just like, you and I have talked about this before. Like, do women just not say anything? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's why they 
um, get angry. And then I think they're just probably also trying to match with so many people. They probably in theory, don't remember some of it too. When they come back around, that would be my guess. Yeah. I'm that not memorable. Apparently, you know, Uh, I have had one boomerang situation um, that stands out the guy that I never met, but I matched with twice who like, we got to the point of, um, almost going out two times and then he completely go ghosts on me but he talked about how much money he has and like all of these things about himself and I could never figure out who he was in real life because he said that he had a job where he like paid someone to scrape the internet of all of his information yeah. so he couldn't be findable which I'm like mm, I don't buy that because I research people for a living and you can't just completely eliminate every piece of information about you that's available um and yeah that he has like, a digital dating profile <laughs> yeah I'm like well I don't know like maybe you shouldn't be on tinder or okcupid um but yeah that that was like my biggest like boomerang and the second time we matched I was like oh and it had been months and then I was a little offended he's like you you look kind of familiar and I'm like we talked for like two months and we were gonna meet and then you just deleted your tinder profile and disappeared it was so weird. That I mean, that weird. is, I mean, I'll get back on track. I'll come back on track to our subject here, but sometimes I am shocked by how little emotional attachment some of these people have. And I mean, that's probably a whole episode. So yeah. much. And you're talking yeah. so much and you're sharing things and you're doing all of this. And it's like, you don't like remember any of this. It's so strange to me. Like I don't yeah. talk to that many people that I do remember, like the people I've had like real substantive conversations yeah. with. Yeah. I remember anyone I've talked to for months at a time. Like I, I like, I understand if like you only talked for a couple of days. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I forget people all the time. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, but, and this is probably a whole other subject that we could get into, but sometimes I've been shocked by men I, who I have matched with, gone on dates with, or dated for an amount of time, how little emotionally invested or attached or connected they might get like Rowdy Ryan. We spent so much time together. And I was like, literally what the F is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, you say you care about me and you're acting like there's nothing here. And then he's not alone. Like I've met a lot of men that are like that where they're just like, eh. and I'm just like, what we we've been talking all day, every day for a long time. And I, I don't know. I don't understand. That. I don't know if that's a gendered thing. If it's a people, you know, I don't know. I don't understand it. Cause that's not how I am. Cause I certainly do not have any interest in talking to someone a lot that I don't care about, whether mm-hmm. it's a friend or date or whatever. That's weird. And one guy that came back that I was shocked by, this is a good example. This Harry, the hiring manager came back Yeah. for anyone who's been listening for a long time. He's one of the early episodes where we matched, we went on like two dates and he decided we were like getting married by the second date and wanted (laughs) to invite me to Hawaii. It was a very intense situation. He wanted to know how I felt after two dates, which now I'm like, dude, you're pushing this way too fast. Like back then I was still a baby and divorcee and didn't know what I was doing at all. So I was like, oh, um, but he was the one that sent me the text and was like, oh, I know how you feel. He sent it to me after I went to bed. Cause he sent it at midnight. By the time I woke up at eight 30 in the morning, he had already broken it off with me. He was like, well, if you're not going to respond, I, our communication styles are different. I was like, what? I love how angry he got though. That brings me some joy. Like all night he's like seething in anger that you're not responding. I love it. 
Yeah. Well, then all day he was getting madder and madder. And I was like, what is going on here? I'm not, I'm just making coffee. I don't, I just went on a date with you. I don't understand. It was so weird. Um, but then the next day he was so mad. I don't even know if I talked about this in the episode, but he like, it was bad. He got really mad. He was super condescending. And like, I tried to stand up for myself because I was tired of it by like four hours of getting these weird texts from him. Cause I was just like going along with it. Everyone has their feelings. I was like, okay, well, why don't we talk about the next time we talk? I'd love to see you again. Left it at that, but I was not going to be like, oh, I love you. Let's get married. Are you ridiculous? So weird. Now I'm like, you're ridiculous. We're done. But I didn't know enough to say that back then. And this whole day of him spinning out and being weird. And he was really not great to me by the end of it. He was condescending. My opinion didn't matter. He was right. And it was just like terrible. So I blocked him by the end of it. Cause I was like, I'm done. I may have been a baby divorcee, but even that baby divorcee hit her limit. Yeah. Um, it took me too long, but I hit my limit. I blocked him. I was like, I'm done here. This is, I'm not getting paid enough <laughs> to deal with this. So, uh, which is zero. So I, um, I blocked him. So a year later, and this was just like maybe six months ago, five months ago. I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was like in the fall. He swiped right on me and I saw him in the likes. And I, again, I did the whole thing where I bit and I was like, hello. <laughs> and he was like, I just wanted to see, you know, I just thought I would see. And I was like, well, you were pretty mean to me the last time we talked. And so I don't know that we can come back from that, which I thought was just me being honest. I wasn't rude. Mm-hmm. And you know what his reply was? Oh, well, I see you're still back there. Be well. I was like, yeah. get, get out of here with your condescending no. stuff. Like, he, I was like, Gross. oh, and I see you're still condescending and not really that nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate that. Like, can't we just talk like normal people and say how we feel? Like, why do you got to manipulate the situation? Why do you got to like try to make me feel a certain way? Just say how you feel. Say what you want. I'll say how I feel and what I want. Do they align? Great. Do they not? Eh, okay. Now we Also, know. it was a two date situation. Like, yes. let's calm down. Let's calm down yeah. a little bit. Well, maybe we were going to go to the Maldives this time. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but it could um, have been a great, terrible vacation. So yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Can you imagine being trapped with that man? What if you didn't know all of that before you went on a trip with someone and then you find out because travel, you find out all the things that they hide it. And then you're like trapped on vacation with them. Well, I'm about to go on vacation with someone I've been dating for a few months for the first time. We leave this week. This is where you find out all the things. I know. Well, we've talked about it's been jokes. He was like, this is where we find out if we really like each other or drive each other nuts. And I was like, yeah, I know. I think it'll, it'll be, be fun though. Yeah, no, I think it'll be an easy trip, especially when it's a trip where there's like not things to really do or see, you know, like yeah. it's like a super relaxed, easy trip. Yeah. And he's not trying to, we're not trying to marry each other <laughs> after two dates or something. That's not happening. God, I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. He's going to be like, I feel uncomfortable that you talk. <laughs> No, he doesn't listen because he wants to get to know you. So I know he'll be fine. He refuses to listen. Um, okay. So, so yeah, I think we need to, to back up the train a little bit to this guy that you um, called in as your second, um, second lineup. I don't know <laughs> the right second analogy here. Yes. Um, so again, like what, what was that all about? Because that was a little like, you know, a different turn from what you had been doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack. 
with that one actually, because, okay, so this person, I knew we were not going to have a relationship. He had been separated for like a month and he's just not that kind of guy. He's more like, I want to go out and have fun here, there, everywhere. Um, and that's not exact. I mean, I want to have fun, but I'm not, he wanted to have a different kind of fun. I did. However, he was super fun, easy to talk to. Um, he was a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy, which that's my favorite kind of guy. Super attractive. Like I will say he's right in the middle of my type physically. So I was like, oh, you're attractive. You're so cute. Um, and he had young kids. So we had a lot to talk about there and he was pretty much up for anything. Like he was not, he was not an uptight kind of guy. I knew we were not going to date but he was fun. And we've been talking for a few weeks and I was like, I feel like he'd be totally fine knowing that he was second string and that pretty much this was probably a one night stand situation. <laughs> um, and he was, he was fine. We actually had a great night. We talked about, um, I was surprised. I didn't know how it was going to go. I, I I've taken on some of your attitude, Laura, let's try things, just try things. You don't have, you know, we're not talking about doing anything big here. Just try things you've never tried before. Um, and what is funny to me is my whole life, part of this was growing up evangelical. Um, I just always felt that doing things like one night stands or whatever made you like a trashy person, which I'm just being honest here. I'm not correct about that. I'm not correct. That's not right. And honestly, I missed out on a lot of fun with that attitude. Me being uptight and judgy. I was wrong for that attitude, but I'm just being honest. And I I don't think I'm the only person that feels that way. Like people that hold themselves back from having experiences because they think, oh, I, that makes me that kind of a girl or whatever. Um, And I did, I did that, but I decided screw that. And I was also so mad at Fitz. I was like, whatever, I'm cute. I'm going to go out on a date tonight. And that's just it. So I called him. We went out. We had a great night. And uh, I did go over to his house because we had a great, I, I was kind of surprised, to be honest. We had so much fun. We we went on one of, you know, the Heather Bonafide six-hour dates. We just had a great time. And he was like, do you want to come over? He was like, I wasn't going to, like, push that. I was just thought it'd be fun to hang. And I was like, yeah, me either. But yes, I do want to come over. And I did. <laughs> And we had a ton of fun, which I have to say, I am shocked, shocked at myself because that's not really something I had ever done ever. Like I'm very much a relationship kind of gal. And that is true. Like mainline, I'm a relationship person. I like meaningful connections that mean something. I'm not a party girl, really. Also, I'm 43. Like if you're a party, if you're a party (laughs) person in your forties, I think it's fair to say you're having a midlife crisis, but, um, it was actually really great. I think it's really funny that, the, you know, I was feeling so shitty about myself. I was like, wow, like I hadn't processed it yet with Fitz. Um, you know, I was like, wow, someone actually called it off being only two miles away from me after all this. It just makes you feel really bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I let myself go there. I was really upset. I actually cried about it. I was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. What was wrong? Now I'd be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Again, looking backwards at this situation. No. I know. I know. That's why I think it's good. We talk about these dating stories kind of a long time after because like, mm-hmm. we look back on it with growth, which I think is good. But I do think it's really funny that I felt so crappy about myself. And the thing that I thought I wanted was trash. And the thing that, you know, the thing I, I thought I wanted with Fitz was really garbage. And the thing I thought was not my thing at all turned out to be a great experience which is shocking, shocking to me. 
You know, I, I think it's real easy to have those judgy attitudes about certain things when it comes to dating and sex. And then you try it and you're like, whoa, actually that was great. What was wrong with me? Yeah. I mean, I think everything is you do what you want to do and you don't do what you don't want to do. And every situation is different and every person is different. And you just take the experiences as they come your way. And some of them, it is just like fun, but it's not going to be a real thing. And that's fine. That is completely fine. I think it's different if, again, not to sit from a judgy place, but like, again, Tinder has a reputation often for being for hookups. And I feel like it's a different thing when you're like out there trolling for something specific in that way that kind of has a little bit of a different feel to it sometimes. But I think in general, like two people who are having fun and want to do whatever, then like totally fine. Like there's nothing contrived or planned or anything. So I think that's where it makes it kind of more fun because it's just organic and however it happens, happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's really a good lesson. I know it sounds funny. Here's my big, deep spiritual lesson from a one night stand I had (laughs) once Um, that I think a lot of times we deprive ourselves of experiences because of ego or being judgmental or putting in these artificial things that don't really mean anything. And it's like all about how we think about ourselves, how we, and, and really, if, like you said, if you care about yourself, if this is something you just really want to do or don't want to do, then that's really more what you should be thinking about and not, I want to do this, but I'm not going to, cause that makes me trashy or that makes me this or that. And I think part of that is in our American, we're, lo- you know, we're located in the U S which is fairly puritanical, we have all these ideas about what's right, what's wrong. And then you go elsewhere in the world and they're like, what, <laughs> you know? And so it's real easy for you to live your whole life with like a, um, I almost want to call it like a, sha- a shallow life. It's a shallow end life because you just don't go to the deep end because you're either scared or you have an ego issue about it or and it could be anything. It could be um, like we talked about earlier, these men that have trouble making emotional connections. They say, oh, I only want casual you're staying in the shallow end on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, or with us, and I know this is my issue. Like I will not in the past, I've not done things. Cause I feel like, Oh, that makes me like not a good person or something. And it's not like moral issues. It's like dating things or, or, you know, things like that, where I think my evangelical side still kind of has a hold on me. Yeah. I don't have that problem. which is why you're my dating supervisor, my supervised visit, but I don't always make the right decision. So that's part of the problem. So here we are. So fits, I have my opinions clearly on fits, but like, again, what, what are your takeaways from this situation when you're kind of reflecting back? Well, first though, before I answer that one, I want to ask you, so what do you, I feel like a lot of times our friends see things that we don't see. What do you feel like I was like not seeing? Cause you were not a fan once in a while I'll date someone and y'all are like, Oh, he's terrible. And I'm like, what? I like, I literally don't know what you're talking about in this case. What do you feel like you saw that I didn't? Well, again, going back to my question earlier of like, you guys texted and talked on the phone for so long before you met. And that's not usually your style either of, letting something go on for that long. So for me, it was kind of, it was weird that it dragged on for so long. And then 
I didn't quite understand like why you held on to it for as long as you clearly I'm just talking about you. Sorry, this is just an attack on Heather. Um, but like <laughs> it felt like there was a it didn't feel like there was a lot there and you really clung on to it to be more. And it didn't make sense to me because I didn't really think that he seemed to be like all that great or all that of who you would typically look for. And then for it to just like, what is the holdup on meeting? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Like that just didn't add up. And I didn't like, I'm like, why are you spending? And clearly you were talking to other people <laughs> at that time too. So like why I didn't get why this one stuck out so strongly for you that you really wanted to make it be more of a thing when if someone wants to date you, they'd set up a date with you. And yeah. usually I don't think you sit and wait for that to happen unless there's a legitimate reason. Sometimes you match with people at weird times and they're about to go on vacation or like something yeah. else is happening and you just can't align. And so it drags on further than it should or they get COVID in these days. And then you're waiting for them to, I feel like you've had a, a few people where they seem really great and then they got COVID and then it fizzled out yeah. and it never happened. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's just, it was just like, if he wanted to go on a date with you, then he should have asked you on a date after like, a week of texting and talking and you should have gone out. So I just, I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm want. it's funny. Like these things are usually the dates that we talk about are like at least six months old. So now I, I have a hard time believing I would go along with that. Like, I think at this point I'd be like, Hey, I would love to meet you. Just let me know. Or you would, yeah, you would put in far less effort because you were putting in a lot of effort to this situation, which is probably yeah. why you felt it a little bit more deeply when he just yeah. called and it off was and too. it wasn't making sense. Yeah. Like you guys were sharing a lot because I think that also the story you told about telling him about your family, that's not something that you would normally do mm-hmm. unless you were pretty like emotionally invested in it. Um, so just you know, none of it added up in a way that made any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of gotten to the point where. I mean, I don't know. This stuff is confusing. Like, I, I, it's kind of funny. All these dating podcasts and articles and essays and conversations we have with our friends, people trying to figure out how dating works. Nobody knows how dating mm-hmm. works. There is no easy answer. Things are always going to be kind of confusing, um, you know, unless it's the right person, which is very rare. It's just very rare. Um, and that's the thing that you can't doing it you can't control it you can't predict it like when you connect with someone you connect with them and you often don't know why one thing fits and another thing doesn't like and it's just that's why everybody is always chasing their tails trying to (laughs) figure all of this stuff out because you really can't yeah well it's kind of funny the person I'm dating now is actually a boomerang swipe because we yeah well I forgot (laughs) I forgot we matched the first time because we matched on hinge, but I was still wrapped up in Sean, the smoke show. So I just like cleared it all out. We talked a little bit, but then we just cleared it all out. And then we matched on Tinder and I was like, you look familiar. I think we've matched before. He said, yes, we did. He said, and then you unmatched me. I was like, (laughs) and then we started talking, but he did it right. Like, I think we talked for maybe three or four days. He said, Heather, I just have to tell you, I think you are so cute. I would love to take you out on a date. Please let me know what your schedule looks like over the next week or two. And I will plan a date so we can go out. That's perfect. I know. I was like, oh, yeah. My boyfriend and I met on, or we matched on a Friday and we went out on a Sunday. 
Yeah. Um, and it was great because we like chatted just the right amount, like going into that date where I was like, I want to meet this person and we connect over text. And he's like, there's no substitution for in-person chemistry. Like, let's figure that out, whatever. Um, but yeah, I didn't get, cause I just, yeah, when things get dragged out, it's just your expectations get so high and then you meet the person. And I think you just have all of that time to build up in your head what they're like. And then you, they're never going to live up to that. Like, yeah. so you need to like meet relatively quickly before you create this person in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's so true. So I didn't realize that this was such a, like a blip on my dating radar, but I think I actually learned more than I realized from this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my big takeaway from this, and I'm really like learning this because I'm looking back on it with hindsight, I'm seeing how dating has really taught me to have a strong sense of self in a way that I never learned before when, you know, cause I was married for kind of a long time and you just don't learn that when you're mm-hmm. married to someone, I'm sorry, you don't. Um, dating has really taught me to have a strong sense of self with these men that come in and out of our lives. Some of them act right. Some of them don't, you know, sometimes it's drama. Sometimes it just, you know, fizzles out, um, with fits at no time. What I will say I did right in this situation is at no time did I think this was about me. My feelings were hurt and I definitely cried about because I was feeling some emotional attachment here, but at no point did I think I screwed up. I'm not worthy. Like I didn't think that. Um, it did go a long way to help me get better at learning to say no to BS. Cause I was like, this is, this is not like, I'm, I'm the first to say, well, maybe I did this wrong or maybe I said this wrong. Not in this case. Like mm-hmm. so something was goofy here. Um, I did learn how to say how I feel and mean what I say. And however the other person responds is no business of mine. This is just how I feel. And it's not my job to make someone else feel differently about it. It's just the truth. Um, and I also feel like while we had what I thought was a connection, there was something going on there that I don't know what it was. What I do know is that the good ones make you feel good. You know, even with like the two people I've dated since August, both of them made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Sean the Smoke Show, the person I'm dating now, like they both made me happy. They treated me well. They treated me right. We were authentic. We were really ourselves with each other in a way that I haven't really encountered before now. Um, I do think life is just too short to spend time with people or things that stress you out. Really? You don't need to hang Mm -hmm. on to that stuff. These people need to make your life better. That's a good takeaway. Yeah. From someone you didn't even meet, which is crazy. I know. Well, I mean, he led to a great one night experience with someone else entirely. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that other guy does text me every once in a while. I was like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm dating someone. Sorry. <laughs> no more alleys. All done. No. No. Um, he was very nice. That's all we have to say about pets. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.